it's a dream come true for me. And I'm very grateful to the many people at both NRT and Realogy who saw the opportunity and the need for a, a climb. You know, we're mobile first, uh, where we're connect, you know, we're really focused on a connected generation and a, a, a firm that's, that's diverse and inclusive. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions podcast where industry leaders share their stories and offer tips and advice for real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 171 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really thank you for telling a friend. Uh, And I'm very excited. uh, Actually, I'll, I'll use the word thrilled to chat today with Chris Lim, one of the founders of Climb Real Estate. I'm going to use this definition right off their website. I love the way they wrote this. It's an innovative, full-service residential real estate brokerage that leverages the latest technology to serve clients in emerging, established, and luxury neighborhoods in San Francisco and around the Bay Area. Um, look, I, I, you know, they've been around since 2010, and I'm going to call them one of, the, one of the boutique brokerages that set the bar for what a boutique brokerage is supposed to be. Climb is now a part of NRT's private label strategy, and I'm really excited to get this story from Chris. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Bill, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's, it's really my honor. I, I think it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's such a cool story, and I heard about Climb originally via you know, my Inman Connect days, right? I, going to uh, San Francisco for the Inman Connect events, um, Brad you know, really loved what you're doing, and, and, and had you as a part of the, their family for quite a while, right? Yeah, Brad's been a huge supporter and uh, we're really thankful. He's uh, quite an innovator himself and so it's, it's great to, uh, to have his support. I always like to find out where my guests come from. I know you've been in San Francisco for quite a while, but, but I believe you grew up back in uh, New Jersey, right? I did, yeah. I'm a Jersey boy at heart. All right. So tell me, tell me what that's like. I've had a few other people. First of all, it has to be their North or South Jersey. I know there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> there sure is. <laughs> so tell, me about, tell me about growing up back there. Yeah. You know, I, um, I grew, 20, grew up in, um, in Bergen County, which is 28 miles outside New York City. And I actually grew up in a real estate family. So both my parents were in real estate. My father was a new home developer and my mom was a real estate agent. So it sort of grew up in my blood. Did that mean you were thinking you were going to be in real estate or were you going to do something completely different because your parents were in real estate? Actually, that's exactly the latter. Uh, I think they, they didn't want us to be in real estate for that particular reason. With real estate, there's ups and downs in the market cycles and uh, my family lived through many of them. And so uh, kind of the old uh, adage, uh, my father is Korean and my mother was Polish. So both of them were were first generation, and uh, they absolutely did not want any of my siblings or I to go into real estate. Okay, so, so yeah, <laughs> so you you're uh, you're you're being pu- pushed a different way, which is okay. You end up going to school at the University of Richmond, right? So, what first of all, what drew you there, and then um, and what did you study there? I did the Jepson School of Leadership was really one of the primary drivers for me to attend the University of Richmond, and even though I was a liberal arts major. Uh, the leadership curriculum was really something that shaped my experience in college. And that uh, was one of the reasons why I went there. The college was a, a really great experience for me, but really kind of afterwards, I, I moved to New York City. I had the, uh, the amazing opportunity to work for Merrill Lynch, and I was in their training program right out of college. So you're talking Wall Street stock market kind of stuff, right? 
It was, and that was that's totally what my parents wanted for me. Uh, they wanted us to. I kind of joke. They wanted us to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an investment banker. And given my limited abilities, uh, that was I had. Cho- I chose investment banker, and that was just kind of the trajectory I was on when I moved to New York City. So somewhere along the way, kind of looking at your history, you end up working at an advertising agency. That's quite different than investment banker. How did that happen? I did. I call that my quarter life crisis um, when I moved from finance, looking for kind of a more creative process. And, you know, I moved to San Francisco during the dot com and I kind of really saw firsthand how brands are sort of incubating, grow, and then ultimately ran out of, went out of business. And so for me, it was really kind of the first part where I, I understood the value of a really strong brand. I have to ask this question. Were your parents happy or were they okay with this move? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't think parents are, are particularly, I think when you, when you come uh, first generation families from, from abroad, I think they're never really happy. So yeah, it's, 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 uh, I'm always constantly trying to seek their approval. Yeah. I, I imagine they're okay with what, how things are going now. Just, just a wild guess. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Okay. Good. So in the advertising world, uh, I, I'm going to guess that you, you learned a lot or there's, parts of what you picked up there that kind of shapes the way you look at real estate marketing, right? Absolutely. I mean, one of the, the opportunities of working with the Madison Avenue for, um, agency was really seeing how the creation of brands and then um, sort of paying that forward, how I would create my own brand. And this was sort of the genesis of, of you know, people creating brands for themselves, which is sort of ultimately has manifested itself as you know, influencers has been really kind of core core to my learning during those years. So tell me this. So somewhere you have to make this decision to make the jump to real estate. It's, it becomes a full-time career. What what was the event or was there a trigger for that move? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm really a real estate agent at heart. I love absolutely every part of this business from contract negotiations to broker tour to property marketing to meeting new buyers. It's really a dream job for me. And uh, I say it's the ultimate job because you really get to be your own company. You know, you're the CEO, you're the CFO, you're the CMO and CTO of your own brand. I think you only have yourself to be accountable for. And so to me, it's really such a great profession. And I felt like for me, it was the culmination of all of my, my university training and my experiences on Wall Street and advertising that kind of led me to that moment um, and harnessing an industry that I was really, truly passionate about. Now you you had pretty quick success as a as an independent contractor, right? On your own, um, you had early success, but somewhere you decide it's it's time to create a team. When I I think teams were not even, I'll, I'll call you an early adopter of the team concept. Am I am I on track with that? We were we were really really early, and I say like many good things in my life, it usually happens at an open house. And one day, my co-founder Mark Choi walked into one of my open houses. And he saw the business that I had sort of created on my own. And he really saw an evolution in the business, not only from a tech perspective, but also changing how agents and consumers experience the real estate transaction. And so from that, he had sort of the vision and the foresight to take my my existing solo business, grow it into a team. And then that team ultimately became um, what is currently Climb. What, what year is this when you met Mark? This was at an open house probably in 2005. Wow. So, I mean, 
to be talking about the consumer experience in 2005, that seems really, really early, which explains everything, I think. It was. And I think that part of it came from both of us came from a different outside the industry. You know, I had, I had come through investment banking and advertising. Mark had actually come back, um, had had several startups that he had started, and he was also from banking as well. And so I think we knew that the process was broken from many perspectives. From the consumer perspective, we knew that the, the process of buying a home was already with lengthy and difficult and, and kind of confusing. And then from an agent perspective, as I was trying to scale my own personal business, we knew that it was broken. And that the team that we outlined together was really kind of the future of the business. This is 2005. We all know what happens in 2000, let's call it seven and eight. How were you able to kind of, you know, position the team for success going through that, that time frame? Yeah, you know, the entire country was hit by sort of this unprecedented recession. And I think it really then became the catalyst of, of starting Climb. You know, I was very inspired by Barbara Corcoran. You know, I knew that she had taken a $1,000 loan to start her real estate business, and she turned it into a $5 billion business, um, which was ultimately sold to Realty for $66 million. And I, I sort of, I don't know, sheepishly or sort of naive, very naive way, looked to her and her vision and felt like I could create something else. And so there was never a better time to start a business than in, in, in the recession. I think it forces you to be lean. It forces you to come up with smart concepts and, and think, try to solve the problem differently. And um, I'm actually grateful for that time because I think that it really focused us on, on creating a, a system, a solution, and a team uh, that hadn't been created before. Yeah, so this is around 2010, right, where you decide to launch Climb as, a, as an actual brokerage, right? So you're the second person I've interviewed on the podcast that mentions Barbara Corcoran as inspiration. Did you actually reach out to her? Did you have a chance to, to talk to her? I didn't, but I did hear her speak through my local San Francisco uh, board of realtors. Okay. Uh, she had come and spoken at one of our conventions and, and you know, I read her book and she was really sort of an icon and obviously an aspiration to me. So when Realogy was announcing that they were going to be franchising two brands, uh, Climb and Corcoran, it was it was really, for me, kind of a pivotal moment to, to kind of have that come together. Yeah, talk about coming full circle. That's, that's really cool. Boutique brokerages are much more common today than they were in 2010. You had your team that came with you and people that already knew about your culture and your vision for, for you and Mark. And, and, but, but was it difficult to recruit top talent to the company after you formed your own? Absolutely. It was really, really difficult because I think back then people still wanted their own private office. They wanted their own drawer. They wanted to have you know, the photo of their, of their dog or their kid. And that wasn't the kind of culture we, we were trying to create. We knew that it was going to be teams um, and that collaboration was, was, was far more important. And so you know, we had a, a small office. The original office in San Francisco was only 2,000 square feet. There were no walls. Uh, it was an open concept, which back in 2010 was a pretty novel idea. Yeah. Um, and so it was really hard to, to um, recruit top agents because it was so different. You know, we were the first brokerage to start in San Francisco in many, many years. And so you know, we really you know, kind of had our work cut out for us. And I think the focus for me was, was trying to figure out a way to help agents grow their business quickly. And so that was really the focus was I spent a lot of my time recruiting, bringing the people that I thought had the right characteristics into the business. And I identified talent and then I helped use my existing business 
to grow their own business. And so rather than rely on top agents who kind of were used to doing a business a certain way, I was trying to attract talent who, who were open to doing real estate in a new way. And I really think that that became our trademark as a brand was our ability to grow um, and foster and mentor top agents. You're right in the heart of all of technology <laughs> in the Bay Area. So I'm just guessing you probably had one or two people show up maybe that were Silicon Valley tech kind of guys who said, I want to try this real estate thing. You, you'd have been perfect for them, right? We did. And in fact, that's what we did. You know, a lot of the agents that were early adopters of the Climb brand were actually entrepreneurs or people who were looking at the real estate space in their own right and realizing, you know, this is actually a career that has a lot of attributes. I can work for myself. I can create my own brand and I have some flexibility. And so I kind of say we're, we're born in San Francisco, but we were raised in Silicon Valley. And I believe that because we've been really influenced by San Francisco um, and sort of the tech and, and the VC world here. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. I mean, it, I is doing some research for this for this interview. It, it really seems like playing with new technology is like a sport <laughs> at Climb, right? Because I mean, you have Climb Labs where you're trying out different things and seeing how they fit your model. I mean, talk about you know maybe share with the listeners a couple of of systems or tools that that you actually kind of test drove through Climb Labs and now are a part of what you do. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, I think so much is because we're we're here in San Francisco, you know, again, where we're born in born in San Francisco and raised in Silicon Valley and up so much of our DNA has been adoption of how to how to scale, how to make things quicker, more efficient and better. Our mission statement has been around how do we adopt technology? And Climb Labs has been a great way for us to experiment. A lot of times some of the people that we've been collaborating with, the companies and the startups are our own past clients. They're friends in the industry, and they love that climb, um, particularly because our agent base is willing to trial a lot of their products. We are the beneficiary. You know, we've had a great sort of track record. You know, Real Scout, we were the first brokerage to sign with them. We're one of the very first brokerages to use DocuSign. Um, it's so funny, you know, today, just today, two of the finalists for Real G Forward in New York were early adopters, um, Disclosure.io and EvaBot. We're both one of the top 10 finalists in uh, Real G4 today. So you know, we love that we, we are kind of a testing ground for new companies to try new products. And uh, we're, we're super excited when they, when they succeed. Another one was Rumi. Uh, there's a virtual staging. That was something that, that I saw as a real opportunity early on. And so we, we partnered with them and, and we've seen them have great, great success, which is good for our agents. It's good for our, our sellers and it's good for our brand. I caught about an hour of that event because Climb actually live Facebook Live. I think you had that going. Yeah, yeah, I did. I saw I saw Disclosures.io and I saw like Homebot and a couple of others. Uh, very interesting stuff. I love I love that. You, you mentioned Realogy, and I, it makes sense why you were there, right? Because in 2016 you were acquired by by NRT, which is you know part of Realogy. And and you mentioned earlier that in the last month or so they. The announcement went out that uh, they're going to franchise both Climb and Corcoran uh, for some time in 2019. Is I mean, talk about just the the how that felt and and that the opportunity and 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 uh, you know just that had to be just a, a great day. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously this is a dream come true for me to to think that this started in my loft in San Francisco and now is going to be on the path of of national expansion is is truly 
it's a dream come true for me. And I'm very grateful to the many people at both NRT and Realogy who saw the opportunity and the need for a, a climb. You know, we're mobile first, uh, where we're connect. You know, we're really focused on a connected generation and a, a, a firm that's that's diverse and inclusive. So these are the values that I I hold really important to me. And um, to think to see that there's such a, a need in the marketplace for something like climb is 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 truly um, I don't know. There's not much I can say. It's it's like a, it's uh, it's unbelievable. You you mentioned diversity and. You know, it's, it's kind of once again, as I did the digging and got deeper into what what Climb's doing, it seems like it's almost baked into the DNA at Climb. This this is something that was very important to you from the start, right? Yeah, I mean, I think diversity is such an important part of building a successful culture and a, a place where everyone belongs and um, and feels included. Part of that probably stems from being in San Francisco. Um, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to be in a place that diversity and inclusion is, is something that isn't just happening here. It, it's just, it's, it's the right thing to do. And one of my favorite agent success stories is an agent who came to me who was transitioning from a woman to a man. I had known him before and he had come to me because he was concerned about the firm that he was currently at and said, I, I really, you know, would it be okay if I do this? And I was like, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I felt honored that he was willing to take that journey, that really heroic and brave change at climb. And I felt like that was something that I, a little thing that I could do. And this is, this is probably four years ago, four or five years ago. So it was pretty early on. Something that I'm extremely proud of that no matter who you are, that there's a place for you here at climb. I have to ask about the airstream. <laughs> I, <laughs> of course, it, it looks so cool. So, whose idea was it, and how much fun was it outfitting that thing? Oh my god, it, it was it was so fun. So, you know, one, I'm very inspired, obviously, by by being here in San Francisco. And one of those things is the food truck movement. And I really thought, you know, as we we're trying to grow a brand that was mobile first and sort of about sort of movement and and mobility. Airstream, you know, to me sort of represents that the classic brand that can go anywhere. And so I really, the idea was the, the original concept of, of the Airstream was that we wanted to go out to our consumer. We weren't waiting for them to walk into a, a brick and mortar location. And so the first one was a little bit of a pilot. Uh, you know, I found a, an old 20 foot Airstream that needed to be remodeled. And we kind of outfitted it. And uh, sometimes, you know, going down the, the crooked streets in San Francisco, <laughs> there was a lot of learning, uh, a lot of mistakes. But ultimately, we, we kind of honed in on something. Um, we partnered with Design Within Reach. And we created this really amazing mobile office that, that does a variety of different things. It goes out to the consumers. It's great for new, our new development division when we need a uh, de facto sales center. You know, we go to the Burning Man and Coachella, and it's just a great way for consumers to experience the brand, um, which is all about mobility first. The Airstream's been to Burning Man. That's awesome. It has twice. <laughs> it's a huge hit. <laughs> I, I'm going to need a picture of that for the podcast uh, website. So hopefully we can make that. Absolutely. Okay, good. That'd be great. I absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Look, Chris, I've had you here. I know you're very busy. And I wanna, I'm going to wrap this up with the same question I've asked every guest on the podcast. And that's, if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent just getting started, what would it be? 
Oh, it's, it's very simple. Be your authentic self and seek out clients who can relate to that. You know, at the beginning of my career, I was really focused on making my parents happy and then my, my boss and my friends, uh, but I wasn't being true to who I was. And so there's this great quote that says, authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we are supposed to be and embracing who we are. And as soon as I did that, I found success. And so I think, you know, for the agents and people in the business, as soon as you really understand who you are and you're true to yourself, that is when you'll find success because that has certainly been my story. If someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Super easy. Yep. You can find me on Instagram, um, my climb life. Chris, I, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for taking a few minutes today and sharing uh, your story, climb's story. Uh, and once again, congratulations to, to you and the team for really an amazing um, evolution. And I really look forward to the next few steps. It's going to be fun to watch. Thank you so much.